Hey guys, welcome back to the George and AJ podcast, where me and George discuss our past week, usually, or our past couple of weeks, usually, but we haven't been on this since October. So guys, we've got a lot to catch up on, and I know that you guys have missed us a lot. Um, every time that I post a solo podcast, people are like, where the hell is George? Get him back on. Get George back. And uh, he's always there. He's always there working yeah, away. Yeah, always there. Been busy with the YouTube videos and putting yeah. out plenty of content. It's just we haven't managed to hook up a time together. So we hadn't even planned this, to be honest. I literally just like, I'm on a rest day today. I'm not sure if George is training or not. Um, yeah. But I just said, you know, you got you got to spare 40 minutes today, mate. And uh, yeah. that tends to be how we set things up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, of course I've got free. Uh, half an hour, 45 minutes. Of course I have. Always got time for AJ, so. Yeah, it's perfect. So... Essentially, what we'll, what we'll do first off, guys, is as always, we'll, people tend to like, God knows why, people tend to like to hear what we've been up to and, and where we're at and what we're doing with things. Um, so with plenty to catch up on, George, just like what's been going on since like October time. I know that oh, you've dear. been in a surplus for all of that time, which is spot on. That's exactly what we, we wanted in terms yep. of where you wanted to be at, especially coming into this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, just give us a bit of an update as to, to how those those months have gone within training, within nutrition, life, etc. Um, give um, us a bit of an update, mate. Okay, so um, things are going good. Obviously, like you said, been in the surplus for um, since well, since I don't even know, like September when did you time. Finish your diet. You finished your diet like just before I started mine. So I think August time you finished. Yeah, your diet? I think it was late late August. Yeah. Uh, yeah, late August time. Yeah. Um, so I've been in the surplus since then, and I'm currently sitting at about, it varies between about 167, um, 170 pounds. Some days I wake up 170, um, some days I wake up 168. It's just, I don't know, depending on what happens and stuff like that. Um, How much above the bottom of your diet is that? Uh, that is 15 pounds. Nice. Uh, so cool. a nice little push up. Um, yeah. Not too sloppy either. No. Um, I'm, I'm starting to notice starting things starting to creep in in regards to sleep quality, kind of appetite, digestion are starting to creep in, mm. which I'm monitoring and changing and stuff like that. That's what, always what I do. Yeah. Um, and things are going good. Like I'm the strongest I've ever been on most movements. Like uh, I've, I've been so posting a lot of my barbell bench press on Instagram because I'm you want eight at 100, don't you? Yeah, because I, I I've done. I, I remember posting what a couple of months ago. I was on doing like. Uh, 95 for like four and now I'm on like 100 for seven uh, now so getting progressively stronger progressively getting my food up I think I'm currently at now I'm not eating as much as what I used to when I was at uni because my expenditure now I'm not even doing 5,000 steps a day I'll be honest with you I do my Good. cardio my rest days Good. my expenditure some days is like 1,200 steps Good. it is really Good. low um, and Good. I thought I would try and reduce as much as I can in regards to when it comes to prep. Because if I'm starting on 10,000 steps, I'll be bollocks. You know what I mean? Um, 10,000, like, not so bad. Yeah. Fucking 15 or 20,000, yeah. awful. <laughs> so, so obviously, external factors like people work and stuff like that, I totally understand that kind of side of things. But if you're just going for a walk like three times a day and just talking to Instagram, like, come on, man. Like, it's just too many steps, I think. Like, doing, like, it's not a challenge here doing how many steps can you do in a day, especially when you're surplus. So what I found is reducing my steps, my output, although I feel a little bit I could do more, I've, I've been putting so much more into my training and I've found that it's just helped in regards to the recovery aspect. I'm not bloody walking around thinking, you know what, I've got to check my Fitbit and get 10,000 steps a day. No. Um, so steps are really low um, and my food is roughly just eating under 4,000 calories on a train day um, a, and um, a rest day I'm on about 3.5. Uh, nice. Obviously when I was at uni I was 
my steps were a lot higher. I was walking from uni every day and stuff like that. So the demand for me to eat uh, much more is, isn't is there. Um, and I'm only 170 pounds. I don't need to eat like 5,000 calories. And, no, mate, uh, that's that. for your body weight, that's fantastic food. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing amount of food, to be honest. It so, sets you up so well. So I'm happy about that. Um, spending good time with the missus, I'm kind of more now at a stage where I'm coming towards prep. And I thought, you know what? If I'm going to enjoy myself, I'm just going to enjoy myself like... I'm not too bothered. Have a uh, pepes. Yeah, I have a pepes about three times a week right now. Chick I'm not rice. bothered. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, chicken, it's only chicken and rice, but I'm not too bothered. Like I won't track it and I'm just, I've, I know what I'm eating every single day now. And I've kind of got to a stage where I'm not tracking it in my fitness power every single day because it does me in sometimes. I'm just yeah. eating the same shit, if that makes sense. So yeah. that side of things, everything's good. Life is good. Stress is good. Happy with the business, the growth of that, especially um over the new year youtube's going it used to it dipped throughout the christmas period i was a little bit upset about that but slowly picking up again in the new year obviously people start watching youtube in the new year and it's a busy time of year around christmas so i don't expect people to watch um but things are going good i'm i'm happy life's happy happy with the missus everything on that end is good yeah everything's good so i'm happy how was, happy. How was christmas did you just have a relatively sort of quiet one with family and friends yeah, and stuff I like mean, that yours my my family's quite small, so all we had is our nan round. Um, okay. I don't know any cousins or anything like that, really. So okay. we had our just our nan round. Um, that was kind of nice to have a Christmas uh, dinner. Yeah. Didn't see the missus because she, she works. She don't celebrate Christmas. Um, okay. So it's a little bit handy. I can save a little bit of money in that aspect. Um, but I didn't <laughs> see her. Cause, little because uh, Because she, she has to work over the Christmas period, so I couldn't really get to see her. Um, okay. I saw her on New Year's, and we kind of had a chilled New Year's together. Um uh, had a Some people thought head. your sister was your girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not even going to get into that. that my most liked—that's my most liked um, post. Like, picture. On, yeah, it is crap. I post so like bodybuilding stuff. No one cares. Post a picture of my sister or whatever. Likes. Even post a selfie, get more likes. I don't get it. Like, I clearly know what I'm doing wrong here, and that's the bodybuilding side of things. Just post <laughs> selfies and shit. <laughs> Um, and people in the comments as well, like thirsty people, like give me your sister's number and stuff. No, I'm not your dickhead. <laughs> Like, like, oh, just they've never seen a girl before in their lives. But no, no, it's people for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quite funny. I had a little laugh about it. Really, I was really respectful with my comment. To be fair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's look back at. Uh, we won't even get into that. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, my comment York. on the New York one. That yeah, was that got good. like 30, 30 likes or something. Like that your comment? Fuck's sake! <laughs> Can't get away with that now. And what about New Year, mate? Did you do anything for New Year? Did you? Didn't you go out? Did you go out? No. Uh, we did. I went out for my mate's birthday the day, the night before, the day before. Um, yeah. Didn't really, didn't really drink too much or anything like that. But me and Mr. Chad quiet, quiet one in, had a Pepe as I did, and just yeah, nice chilled. Does does um your girlfriend drink at all? Like, does she uh, drink yeah, she regularly? does. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Not regularly. No, we rarely drink. Um, but we have like one or two here nice. and there, like a little gin, something like that, just to relax us and just yeah, just enjoy it sometimes. Take the edge but, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't go crazy till we're like smashed out our reds mm. you know um but no no it's not nice anyway yeah of course yeah um it's horrible waking up next day and that just like feeling like shit so yeah no point no point and what about um so like coming into this year obviously i think a lot of people a few of the questions that I actually got on instagram are very interested in what your plans are competitively because you haven't competed before it will be your first yeah. season people are interested to see how you're going to be approaching it so what sort of the general setup in terms of when you think you'll compete, um, obviously I kind of know when that will be. Mm. Um, but yeah. in your head, 
what's your sort of plans what's your um, maybe share your 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 thoughts re like targets and what you actually want to achieve within this year of being your first competitive season so my i think that there's a lot of pressure for me to i i've got a lot of pressure can't wait to see you on stage can't wait for this can't wait for that which people have messaged me about which i appreciate obviously it's good but the, the pressure, like, I, I don't want to, I know I'm going to disappoint some people. People are going to go, actually, you ain't as big as what I thought. I know people are going to go, George, you're sick either way, stuff like that. Mm. But for me, my personal goal is just just the experience. I just want to see what it's like. Um, I've always wanted to compete. Uh, I just didn't know when. Um, and I've always, I just want to see kind of where I'm standing. Where am I with, like, the juniors? I could be so far behind or I could actually fit in quite comfortably. I don't care if I come first, second, third, or even last. I just want to know exactly where I'm at and I, like I said I'm, I know I'm not going to be the biggest definitely like from seeing the last year the juniors last years and the ones that you've coached I'm far from some of them um, but I just want to see uh, and, and showcase something different which I've never done before and test myself because it's all good going up in body weight coming back down looking quite lean but I've never got to that stage of right this is extremely lean my glutes are like I'm sitting down and it's hurting me I've never got to that stage I've got close but not to that stage um, and I just want to see where I can do what I can do with that, really, and um, enjoy it. Yeah, mate. So. I'm going to tell you one thing for certain: there's very, very few people at your age or any age that have your level of dedication to what you do. So mm. that is step one. You're ahead of some people. I guarantee you that. Like me Definitely. and Lewis Rossi talk about this all the time. All the time we talk about this when we meet up. It's like very few have the rate of consistency and work ethic that you know people in our circle do and obviously there's there's plenty of people out there that do have that kind of work ethic but i just know i just know that there's people even at the top the top of the sport that do really well that just haven't got what we have yeah. um but genetically they're potentially endowed in a bit of a more mm -hmm. positive limelight you know the people at the top that can get away with that yeah. there's plenty of people that just won't won't put in the work um won't turn up in shape uh, yeah. especially in the junior class especially when it's first time competitors a lot of them don't even realize what the standards are like mm -hmm. and a lot of them from a coaching perspective won't have someone who knows what is required to yeah. get on stage um Definitely. and ultimately you need someone that's going to not let you step on stage until you know you are fully ready um yeah. which of course will you know in your corner will be will be absolutely fine um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think, mate. Honestly, you you don't need to worry or put pressure on yourself um, because, like, there's no there's no point. If anything, the pressure the pressure externally from like your followers and and uh, people online is is actually just like a good thing because they want to. That most of them, not the dickheads, but most of them will mm. just want to see you do well. Yeah, so definitely, that support yeah. should just make you want to just work your absolute ass off, which you're going to have to do. Um, so yeah i think the support is a good thing and if yeah. when it gets tough as well like you'll have you know if you have that one tough day and you post about it and you don't post about every single day being tough mm -hmm. you'll be able to get support in that moment which is great of course <clears throat> you know because yeah. i very rarely when i was prepping said oh today was shit I had a shit day you know but when i did like once or twice people would reach out and sort of just yeah, motivate definitely. me to continue moving forwards which is a very good thing absolutely yeah um, definitely i totally agree so, yeah. um but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be, it should be good. Um, and hopefully we can kind of talk through dates. And I've I've got a date. Obviously we've got a date in mind. Um, yeah. Um, and but hopefully when we can, when I am I, I, am I coming up still twentieth? That's all still good. You are indeed. Happens. Um, indeed. 
we'll go through it a little bit more and then I can get some real clear idea in regards yeah. to what we need to do and stuff like that. But no, yeah. all in all, looking forward to it um, and just can't wait to get started. A little bit nervous, but fuck it, go on, challenge, challenge You've got to have some nervous, mate. You've got to have some nervous because that shows oh, yeah. you care. Shows yeah, you yeah. care. Ultimately, nervousness is great. It's a great tool to, to put a lot of passion and care into something. Definitely. Yeah, it's a good thing. Definitely. Um, so yeah, if you if anyone didn't catch that, George is going to come up, spend some time, a little bit of time in Birmingham, get a couple of training sessions in, get some food in whilst we still can, um, and then obviously I'm going to have a see up see George in person in terms of just posing physique, um, see where we're at with regards to body composition, etc. In ultimates, very honest lighting. There's no half natty lighting in ultimate, so it'll be uh, yeah. it'll be wicked to do that. And uh, and then we'll go from there with with start dates. But we we pretty much think that it will be towards the end of the season because strategically that always works out better. Um, not only yeah. do you have more time, but you also the aim will be for you, mate, to definitely qualify for a British final. Um, and with that being yeah. said, if you qualify at a later qualifier, you have a shorter time gap between your qualifier and the British. Therefore, essentially, you have a little bit of time to improve but not yep. enough time to have this weird what the fuck do I do stage, which is always poor for competitors. Yep. It just either ruins them or it can, can make people a lot better, but it can also make people a lot fucking worse. So, Definitely. Yeah, that will be the um, initial plan. Yeah, um, that's my plan. Um, yeah, so how about you, mate? How's things? How's life? Um, what have you been up to? Obviously, I pretty much know anyway, but sure. for the people that don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's been mad, to be honest, mate. It's yeah. just, I don't think I've sat still at all over the last, like, three months. I've just been all over the place. So, obviously, I went, just before I went to New York, training was really, really good. However, I was mighty overreached yeah. and ended up getting that exertion headache thing. So, yeah. just before New York, I basically took, like, five days off and then obviously didn't train at all when I was in New York and ate a load of food. So, to be fair, after I came back from New York, I looked like an absolute trash can. I looked yeah. awful. I was fatter than I was before I went to New York and also detrained. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just looked how, horrendous. Um, how, much did you, how much did you gain in New York? I gained like five pounds. Oh, not, not too bad, but... Well, it is bad it, because it was I was walking yeah. so much, mate. I was yeah. like eating a lot. But the thing is... Yeah. About three pounds of that, like three pounds of that came off very quick. Mm -hmm. And then, so I'd say I'd gained about two pounds of fat. But the reality is, mate, even when you're walking the amount of steps, if you're not training and you're eating like the calorie dense items I was eating, you're going to gain weight. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't have any regrets about gaining that amount of weight. And if anything, I was a little slow on my phase where I was coming out of the the diet that sort of ended like late October, yeah. um, September time, I was a little slow coming out of that. So I, if anything, I need a little nudge in the right direction. So yeah. now um, I, I got rid of most of that weight by just basically coming into maintenance over the Christmas period. And yeah. over the Christmas period, actually training was really good, if I'm honest. I managed to get in, because I was so rested from New York and I managed to get my head better, touch wood, mm -hmm. um, I was yeah smashing out sessions hit hit some really good numbers. I wasn't detrained as or as, uh, as detrained as I thought I would be on some of the compound movements because a lot of the things that you need to consider when you take 
extended time off the gym, not a deload, is that the neurological adaptations at play are large. So coming yeah. back to a movement you've not done in a while is going to be a huge shock to your system. So I initially, luckily because of making trying to get my head better as well, I slowly ramped up training instead of going straight back in. So I yeah. ramped up my sumos, I ramped up my um, squats, all my bigger movements that require a lot of sort of patterning. Ramped mm-hmm. those up, ramped those up nice and steadily, and I think that break actually did me a load of favors because I sort of came into a, a nice surge of a couple of PBs just before yeah, yeah. Christmas, um, yeah, and they yeah. just all felt good. And but besides that, I think I could have hit even better numbers if I hadn't been traveling all over the place. Like um, Christmas and New Year has been awesome because yeah. just been able to travel around with Danny, spend a lot of time with her see all of her family um, yeah. spend time with my family. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so a, a great Christmas comparative to obviously last Christmas being a, a pretty difficult one with, for me. Um, this yeah. one was just amazing, mate. Couldn't complain Brilliant. at all. Um, and then literally just got back into routine now. So normal days, normal waking up time, normal bedtime, yeah. sleeping properly. I made a huge, Oh my God. I haven't told you this, but yeah, man, I made a huge fucking error, huge error. And I'm still hoping that I get it back. But basically we got a very late train from Brighton all the way back up to, to Birmingham yeah. on the train. I had all my stuff, like my expensive stuff, luckily my camera, my laptop and everything, my clothes in, in a big bag. And then I had my gym bag with my belt, my knee sleeves, both mm-hmm. knee sleeves, SBD and the strength shop ones, all my wraps, yeah. all my log books. And I put it like, I put it like hidden away on the train, got off the mm. train because it was so late and I slept. I slept, which was the worst mistake. Yeah. I woke up, just grabbed my bag with my laptop on it and I left all of my gym kit oh. on the train and I haven't got it back yet. And I've called every lost property bit to try and get it back um hopefully at some point it will come through i'm pretty sure it will because i don't know why anyone would nick that yeah but hopefully at some point it'll come through but it wasn't it's not the end of the world mate because all of the stuff is replaceable i can get it all again um it's not it's not like the end of the world it would have been like mate basically i usually keep my sony camera in there so if i'd have left that i'd have been even i'd have been a little more annoyed because that's like a just under a grand's worth of camera um but yeah it's just a little bit frustrating so um yeah i was trying to hold myself together when i did that because i was like it's you know when you do something yourself and you're like why the hell did i do that yeah yeah so you're you're not annoyed at anyone you're not you can't take it out on anyone you're just Mm -hmm. spending the whole day taking out on yourself yeah i was beating myself up about that but there's no need because i can just replace the items if anything about four of the things that were in there, I needed new ones of anyway. Mm. I've, I'm the type of guy, and I'm sure you're the same, that when you buy something, you you buy the quality one and you yeah. just use it forever. So like your yeah. laptop, you've invested in a Mac as well. That will yeah. last you forever. You know, yeah, you, you might have a few issues with it, but it'll last you for a long time. So it's, I'm, I'm the same. So I've had a lot of those things in that bag for like four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do hope I get it back at some point. Of course, yeah. Um, um, I'm sure just, I will. Yeah, of course, especially like the logbooks and stuff like that. That's the logbooks, and there's a pair of Converse in there that I I got yeah. in um, Los Angeles when I went in February, oh, and they're from okay, like yeah. a thrift shop. So they're like yeah. 
that I can't get them anywhere else. They're yeah, torn yeah. to shit. I can't wear them outside if it rains because they leak. So they're mm. awful shoes, but yeah. they have sentimental value. Of course, so, yeah, definitely. definitely. We'll see. Yeah. But mate, yeah, it could be so much worse. Like there's so many wor- so much worse things that can happen in life. And if anyone's listening to this, I want you to understand that yeah, there that's annoying, but put it in the great put it in a bit of perspective and think, okay, like is is there worse things that could happen than just losing a gym bag? with some gym kit in it absolutely like so much worse things that can happen than that so um if anything when shit happens like that i just try and have a bit of gratitude and just think yeah there's a lot worse that could happen than that at least i'm got a roof over my head i'm safe and well um and all that jazz is all good um definitely outside of that so yeah like i said back into normal routine um this january craze of new year new me kind of jazz is mental Mm -hmm. um I've had a lot of inquiries for coaching. Obviously, with with capping, I I do t- I do cap my services. So I I have imagined. I've also imagined that all the people that you know, for example, like yourself and a few others that have said, you know, I'll start here, start here in January, start yeah. here in January. I've taken all of those into account. So my coaching business is now pretty much set up for the rest of the year, provided that people stay on which is great um and that the reason why i cap is because i want that like i want to take people on board for a long time i don't just want to take everyone on board and then not be able to actually get results with these people because i'm not allowed to sort of communicate as much as i want to and you know do things like meeting up with people and seeing them and you know you lose all of that when you start to take like bite off more than you can chew and i see that with quite a few coaches they just try and bite off more than they can chew and i've done it you know i've been greedy with coaching in the past it just doesn't pay off Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah but it's nice to see that you know a lot of people are putting trust in me and definitely i will prove myself i promise like to people listen i will prove myself even more this year than i did last year i learned so much last year and there was definitely mistakes that i made with regards to some of the people that i coached um and they fucking like they wake me up at night like i hate i hate those kind of Mm -hmm. things um i think a, a few of my guys could have looked better yeah not maybe because of me but more so because I committed to coaching them when I simply didn't have enough time with them. So we were on a time constraint and mm-hmm. the time didn't add up for the, the result that we wanted. Yeah. Um, so I did my best with everyone that I, that I could. Um, there were, but there are a few things I could have probably done a bit differently, which is fine. Definitely. Yeah, which of is course. Fine. Yeah, um, everything's a learning lesson. So I'll take those and I'll apply them all to next year. Uh, sorry, next, next year, this year. Um, and uh and put some really good physiques on stage some some winning physiques for sure um, we've got a really cool team of athletes this year so it's looking really really good and more people than ever more and i tell you this with signups more people than ever are actually starting to commit to long-term goals so i've had a lot of people say i want to compete in 2020 but i want to start working with you now fantastic yeah those kind of things are like wicked um because very few on their own, like I said to you about very few do the work, very few on their own can put in the consistency and work that you do. Like your your off season, me following out on YouTube and things like that, I still watch, you know, every one of your videos. I've got to watch the latest one of the full day of peak bulk. Um, <laughs> so 
Like very few do that. Very few do that. Mm. Most fall off at some point and don't need level accountability to to sort of be able to make progress. So yeah, that's good, which is definitely great news. Um, And then final couple of things like travel and stuff. I've got the Jordan Peters first seminar of the year. Um, They were doing, they, they released all the dates. So they released some of the dates and then they're like, when they released the first ones, I was like, right, just buy straight away. So I bought the first ones that came out, which are in, like, is in Scunthorpe or something. Yeah, that's it. I look, yeah, I looked at that. Um, and I was like... So me and Danny are going to that one. And then like a week later, they released one by an athlete in Rotherham. And I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's actually five yeah, minutes from Danny's that. house. Yeah. So, but it's all right. We'll go on a road trip to Scunthorpe. Yeah, so yeah. Any, any listeners that live in scunthorpe uh, let us know what it's like <laughs> mm, doesn't sound nice on the name but there we go <laughs> um so i've got that <laughs> not this weekend but the weekend after yeah and the weekend after that you're coming down and then in feb early feb we've got the ultimate coach seminar with revive stronger that is yep. sold out um yep. so that will be wicked and thank you for anyone who's listening supported that and then in the weekend after that um me and Danny are going to Vienna. That yep. was pretty much like my Christmas gift kind of thing to Danny. So um, we are going to Vienna to not only see Vienna this time, but also to obviously go back to to Das Gym and train yeah. with Kevin, Valentin, and just have a good couple of days up there. So that will yeah. be wicked. Brilliant. Um, and then besides that, it will be hammering down with getting people ready for shows. So Brilliant. it rolls around very fast. It feels like yesterday yeah. that I was prepping people for last year's shows and starting mm. their preps. So. It comes real quickly, the seasons, it does. It does. Like that it that does. period of Christmas and stuff like that, it just goes. Before goes. we know it, me and Danny will be prepping. And then, yeah, yeah, the seasons really... go quickly, they do. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. So I'm that's glad. an update on where I'm at. But most things going well. Um, and I learned a lot this off-season as well. Like 2018 off-season, I learned a lot as to sort of what to do, how to how to plan things out. Like my ultimate, my, my goals this year is to like, I've pretty much caught up or beaten most of my like lifetime best lifts. Yeah. Um, and that should equal lifetime most amount of muscle because that's yeah. just the way things work. But the goal for 2019 is like to just surpass all of those things by a fucking long shot. Like really, really start shitting all over all my previous PBs um, mm-hmm. because that's something that I'll need to do to look drastically different in 2020. Okay. Um, I'd like to take my body up, body weight up like beyond where I've gone before as well because I haven't done that yet. Um, I hit like 184 before I started my diet. But I've yeah. been there before. I was 184 before I started my 2017 contest prep. So yeah. I know it will look sloppy as hell, but I want to hit 190 this year. Um, yeah. I want to get 190 ticked off. It will look sloppy. My face will look horrendous. It will look so yeah. fat and chubby. Hopefully, yeah. I'll be able to get some sort of beard growth by then. I, I <laughs> doubt it. The way the last year went, definitely won't. I'll just have a beard stash for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just my lame attempt. But... Um, Maybe I could get like a makeshift one, like a fake one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can just fat face. Paint but yeah, on. I'll um, I'll look, I'll look fairly sloppy at one ninety, but I'll also be incredibly strong, um, on quite a few things. So especially pressing, like 
I think my pressing will just skyrocket if yeah, I have that amount of body weight on me. Um, and at least I'll look really big in hoodies and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but that's the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah I think. Yeah. Happy yeah. days. Yeah, I've always said, in regards to that, I've always said you need to get un- you need to get comfortable with looking uncomfortable. You make your best progress being really uncomfortable. Yeah. By look- like I made, when I, I, I was, my highest, I got to 183 pounds and I was, um, I could bench press 110 for five. I can't even do, I've nowhere near that. And that's just through body. I'm, I'm close to it. I'm like, what, 15 pounds off that or whatever now. And I'm near, like, I, I could do 110 for probably one or two now, or maybe three if I can push it. But, um, you know, the yeah, implant really, hammer strength. Yeah. I did that yesterday. I hit with the best execution I've ever hit. I hit three and a half plates per side for six. That's fucking That's strong. pretty good. But I yeah. really would like four on that piece. Yeah. It looks point. good I as think well. With more body weight behind me, I can get four. Um, I've got three and a half before, definitely. I think I've got four or five reps, but the form was awful because it was mm-hmm. second movement in anyway. It was first movement yesterday with Josh. Um, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, that felt that felt really good as well. You know when you like nail it and you don't allow your elbows to travel out like this? Because yeah. it's quite easy to track down, keep all the tension in your pecs, and then use like this this stretch reflex here, yeah. which is just putting a load of pressure on your rotator cuffs. Yeah. So if you're not watching on video, by the way, you won't be able to see guys, but essentially I'm just rotating my shoulder back. Um, so yeah, I was managing to track my elbows down like this and it just keeps tension here. Mm. Um, Josh, on the other hand, did four and a half plates per side for oh, eight. <laughs> eight. Wow. Eight. I've, I was I've like, I was like mate, I was like, <laughs> mate, honestly, I think you could have got five plates per side. Which is yeah. mad. The ultimate plates are a bit lighter, though. They are lighter. Mm-hmm. So I think by about maybe five kilos total. So they are a bit lighter because every time I go to Ultraflex and I use the Body Power Black plates, I like, I'm like, holy shit, this is way heavier. Mm-hmm. Also, incline, uh, like hammer strength, they're all different. They all feel yeah, yeah. different. Like when you go Definitely. to a different gym and like you use a new one, the new yeah. ones feel different to an old one. The old ones feel different to like it's really odd. Um, it's why like sometimes I look at the way like Steve Hall programs, for example, very similar movements mm-hmm. in a very basic gym. It's like that's beneficial because at least he knows exactly how he's progressing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like person personally, um, I was actually like thinking about it the other day. I saw one of Steve's posts. I'm going to voice note him later about it. It's like the way that he sometimes trains and overloads. And I know he'll listen to this, so he doesn't mind us talking about yeah. it. I'd find it really difficult to do like multiple, the amount of sets that he does on one exercise. Um, yeah. Like yesterday, I think he was doing like five or six sets of an EZ bar row. Like, yeah. I just can't, like, I don't think psychologically I could handle that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see because obviously Steve must enjoy his training because he adheres yeah. to it fine. Um, but there might, there, there would be a point at which in those overreaching phases where I'd just be like, fuck picking up this EZ bar row again. Like, can I, mm. can I not do like a dual dumbbell row or something like that to yeah. just like get to another stimulus? But, you know, ultimately he's, he's progressing up volume. How would you find that? Would you be the same? Would you like, you know, a, more variety across your session as opposed to sort yeah. of... Yeah, um, I've, I've always, back in the day when I first started, I, I would do my usual four or five sets on a particular movement. But as I've got, I mean, at the end of the day, there's no, there's no wrong or right way of doing things. No, absolutely uh, not. Yeah. Like, if that works for Steve, then brilliant. 
Like, yeah. if he's progressing well, fucking It is, stick. it is working for him. I didn't think he's looking fantastic, to be honest. Yeah, he is. And if anyone's watching and, and does four or five sets on a on one exercise, um, if it's working, fucking keep doing it. Don't yeah, it's because, not wrong. because I don't agree with it, um, or I don't personally do it. It doesn't mean I'm right, because um, there's no wrong way, right way about it. But myself, yeah, I definitely, um, like, for example, when we're speaking about I was doing the EZ uh, row and then I was doing the T-bar, I like having to do two different sets. You told yeah. me to do four sets of just the, the T-bar. I don't like doing four sets because I know I'm, I'm the type of per- person that, I mean, I'll give it everything I've got in two sets, but I always find if I do four sets, I'm having to drop the weight drastically in the last two or four the, the, the yeah. third or fourth set just to kind of you know complete the rep range i'm trying to achieve and yeah. i don't personally like that like i personally just like two set two or three sets give it all um and move on to something else um that hit a different angle uh, that's that's me personally but it's not yeah. wrong right? it's just how i like to do my own training you know what um, i think there's a lot of individuality on this because if you look at so even taking Steve again as an example, if you look at his background in like he used to do like a lot of long distance running before he got yeah. um, before he got his injury, and if you then consider the the amount of sort of like muscle fibers that he would have been using in that process in the initial process before he even started weight training, that those kind of fibers are going to cross transfer nicely into more. In, into his ability to keep doing volume across a given exercise for a given rep range. Most yeah. people will see some drop off. So if you're someone that's listening that does like four sets, if you do four sets and they're all with the same weight, with the same reps, fantastic. Unless your last set is hard, you're not training hard whatsoever. Because if you're able to main or, or you're resting for like a crazy amount of time, um, yeah. because you're not usually able to maintain same weight, same reps across all all sets um, yeah. without some intensity of effort. Um, you know, your intensity of effort has to be there and therefore you'll see some drop off. Um, but for me, I, I've since changing sort of my approach to and Danny likes this in terms of her way of training as well, like more exercise variety so different angles, different, um, different ranges, etc, different profiles. Um, more with a better stretch on this one, better sort of contraction on this one, etc. Um, and then again, just the two sets with two different rep ranges. Yep. I've just found like my focus and my intent in sessions is so much better and I'm not feeling stale or any con- contractions mm-hmm. at all. Like everything feels good. Everything feels good, which I think is huge in training. Like if it doesn't feel good anymore, then why are you doing more of it? You know, if yeah. you can't feel the exercise working the target muscle group, then why are you doing it? Like question yourself. Like, if you've put Definitely. in your program four sets, but by the third set, you like you've lost contraction. You've lost the feeling that the, the exercise is trying to bring you. Then, that's the sign that you need to probably reduce your workload or then maybe take longer rest periods, but probably reduce your workload or use another movement. Um, and it's the same with training with Josh. Like even on a low, like for example, yesterday's push session mm-hmm. for me was actually a bit lower volume than I usually do. Yeah. But for Josh, we pretty much did his program with a little bit more than he'd usually do. And he was gas, well, not, not gassed physically, but like from a, like um, an output perspective, he wasn't able. So on the first few movements, so the high incline um, dumbbell press, the incline hammer, the dip, he was able to beat me on both the big compounds, of course. Yeah. The dip, we are pretty much, he was beating me because he's heavier. And yeah. then when we went on to the line cuff lateral, he beat me on, he, he was ahead of me on that. But then by the time we got to the flies and the triceps, yeah. 
we're pretty much all matched because his output has just gone down considerably. Definitely. So it shows that definitely to some degree, as you get stronger, your volume's obviously going to have to come down because yep. Josh's first few movements were stronger than mine. So therefore he's got more accumulated fatigue by the time he gets to his isolations. Definitely. Um, but I always find it interesting. Um, funnily enough, he came. The first session we did was a leg session, and he came yeah. down to Brighton and did it. And at that point, he was coached by Jordan, um, Jordan mm -hmm. Peters, and his sessions were so like really, really low volume. And he came into one of my sessions, and but by, by that point, I was like, my volume was fucking crazy, mm. like crazy, crazy high. It was like two and a half hours session, and we really didn't stop. Yeah. Um, squats and deadlifts in the same session too. Um, and wow. he was absolutely, he was a broken man after that yeah. session. I think I remember like after the deadlifts, he was done because I did like four sets of squats, three okay. sets of deadlifts, yeah. three sets of hacks, um, three or four sets of hip thrusts, leg press, uh, one set of lunge, leg extension, leg curl, mm -hmm. abductor, ad adductor and calves. Like the session was ridiculous. I don't even do sessions like that anymore because yeah. They are so, so brutal, but I'd worked myself up to be able to handle that mm -hmm, um, definitely. using obviously fatigue management in the session mm -hmm. and things like that. But I do find it very interesting and hence why, you know, if you're coaching and watching this, then having an awareness of what your client can recover from in the different phases that they're in. So for example, if they're in a mini cut, their, their volume is going to be far lower than someone in a hypertrophy phase when their calories are high. It's just a given if you try and get someone to mini cut on the same volume then you're probably going to start to see feedback coming from them that they're significantly more sore losing strength quite fast or general motivation to train is going down um so and i've tried that in the past like keeping training volume fairly similar in a mini cut and it usually ends up just feedback coming through that they need deload sooner um yeah they're feeling like beaten up so just yep. i just have to taper their volume um definitely but yeah um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's about being smart as well. Like um, back to me yesterday, I, I had I had I planned three sets of barbell bench press, um, and I did two sets, and I was like, no, that's it, and I, I don't need the extra set because have you ever done a set where you've planned to get ten reps in your head using this weight, yep. but then you get like six, and then afterwards you think I shouldn't have fucking done that. Yep. It's just all about being uh, yeah, it's definitely on that side of things, just being smart. If you've given like I, I on the barbell bench press, I, well, I think I got eight and six. I was like, no more. Because if I dropped it down to 90 and was aiming for whatever I wanted to get, I know I from those two sets I'd done, I, I was like, that's it, I'm done. Um, yeah. And I think it's about being smart. Um, and Because what we always do is if we go to different gyms and stuff like that, people always want to do a little bit more sets, um, a little bit more, oh, we do four sets on, three sets on this. Um, but you'll find that um, it will bite you on the ass in regards Especially to Especially on the bench press, right? Like when you hit the wall on bench press, it's game over. Yep. It's game over. It's the yep. same on the dip. Um, I can't do any more than two sets on the dip. <clears throat> because, and do you do you find on the dip when you're warming up, even when you start with body weight, you're like, holy shit, this is heavy. <laughs> yeah. And then you add the twenty kilo plate, and then you're like, fucking hell, my god, this is really heavy. And then, like, my top set at the moment is forty plus forty kilos, mm -hmm. and I've got yesterday I got six. The week the weeks before that I got five and five. To get past that fifth, I was like, holy hell. Like, you have to be really careful with your breathing on that as well because your face does feel like it's going to explode because the amount yeah. of pressure you're trying to exert, and it's all through your up here into your traps, into your neck, you have to be mm -hmm. really careful. So, um, um, the, be the best thing I did with that is 
I just thought, you know, I did a body weight, uh, body weight for a couple of couple of set, a uh, couple of warm up reps. Yeah. And I just grabbed the thirty five kilo dumbbell, and I just uh, went from there. And my progress from that, I was stuck at twenty five. Okay. Uh, this was about two months ago, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to pick up a different weight. Yeah. Um, and I was quite surprised with because yeah. I've done, a, I followed a lot of JP stuff in regards to warming warm up sets. He does like six warm up sets before. I've actually cut that down to about three or four now. Yeah. And what I found is that I've just gone from, let's say, if I was doing like dip, for example, I would miss out completely. I'm, this is my fourth exercise deep. I'm pretty much warm. I'm sure. Um, I don't need to do five or six warm up sets to my working weight. No. I thought I'd just pick up a 35 kilo dumbbell, uh, and I was quite surprised and blown away with how much I've actually been able to progress just by taking away those um, warm-up tests, especially when it's fourth exercise deep. If it was first exercise, it would be a little bit different. I'd warm up a little bit more. But when it's fourth exercise, and I've already done a lot of pressing beforehand, I get straight into it, and I'm like, yeah. bam, my progress has been a lot better. Um, yeah. And it is it is really interesting that, like, I totally agree in the sense that you think it's going to feel much harder than, like, with a 10-kilo increment more, but mm-hmm. it actually still moves and you're su- you're surprised. Like I think the next jump I'll make, I'll literally add ten kilos. Like yeah. once I once I nail plus forty for like eight, or it really starts stalling, then I'll probably add like five kilos and just go for it. I may even yeah. add ten and just see what happens. I may just yeah. like hit the floor, but ultimately I think that you know you can really just just ramp up that movement and see where it takes you. Obviously, there's going to be a wall and there's going to be a ceiling, yeah. but. Um, I want to get a three plate dip this year as well for like good reps. So I better That'd hurry be up if I want yeah. that. Um, yeah. Just make sure you don't bloody better dipping belt as well. Cause the one at ultimate keeps hitting me in the foot. Yeah. Just make sure you don't drop the plate on your foot again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that hurts so much. Yeah. Like, look, I see you like kind of put your other foot on to your other foot and yeah. you're trying to like see if it's hurting or not. And then luckily yeah. it's all right. I noticed that. I was like, oh shit, that looked painful. Um, yeah. I took, I took my shoes off as well afterwards. I was like, Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. gonna bruise in the morning. The thing is, I was wearing my vibrams as well. And my toe was like swelling up, so it's yeah. like squeezing out the vibrams. Yeah. I was like, oh no, this is not a good situation. Mm. I'm quite liking like actually just training, just training like barefoot if and when I can. To be honest, at the moment, I quite like that. Quite like yeah. the feeling of just having like feet, especially on presses, even presses. Like I find it difficult when I see like um, Thorburn like squatting in like LeBrons and things like that and doing like press, even pressing in LeBrons and things like, they're so thick. Like, yeah. How, how do you stay connected to the floor? But Definitely. Um, I always take, you know me, I always take my shoes off. Actually, for, for my leg days, I bought a pair of Vans um, mm. and I'm real. Like my gym owner, Gav, he wears Vans. He told me to buy some and mm. they, they, I feel like 10 times better wearing just Vans now. Yeah. Just a solid platform, not too thick, just nice and comfortable. Bam. I felt great yeah. um, instead yeah. of barefoot. Sometimes, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't mind barefoot, but a little bit of a platform, especially when it comes to squatting and stuff like that, I, 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 I personally like a little bit a little bit of a platform myself instead of yeah. just completely barefoot. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, is there any, did you put up a post question or did you just share mine? What did you do? I, I put mine up, but I did it like 20 minutes before we... Yeah. Uh, I haven't so, got too many because I, I only put it up like 30 minutes ago. Let's see if there's any good ones we can two, cover. Four, um, wow, eight. Jesus Christ, we're at 50 minutes, mate. <laughs> I've, I've got uh, I've got 11, so it's not too bad, actually. Jeez, that's pretty good, mate. Um, um, I'll start. Jay, yeah, go I've got about 10 here. I'll pick, up, I'll pick up a few that look all right. 
Get oh god, I clicked on it. Fuck, I didn't mean that. J underscore oh, me and names are bloody terrible. You know who you are, mate. Any advice for team bodybuilding? Um, don't compete. Yeah, I um, knew that would be what you did. Your don't first compete success. until like your last year as a team, because like at the rate that the teens are progressing, like you've got to actually be a genetic freak to win. Um, like there's some of the teenagers out there that could like win junior shows. Oh yeah, of course. So I think just just wait, just be really patient with regards to competing. Um, with regards to dieting and and obviously where you're going to be pushing up your body weight, be very confident in pushing up your body weight because even like if you follow the scheduled like a pound to two pound a month or something like that you won't grow as effectively as you can do like i've seen some teams like put on like 30 35 pounds and like look in pretty similar condition like over the course of like a year or something like that um because your propensity to grow especially if your training age is low is just ginormous so mm-hmm. just be really confident in pushing up your body weight obviously don't get stupid fat but be prepared to like get a little bit softer than other people that you're seeing online. Like, don't compare yourself to someone someone who's super experienced because their off season condition will look different to yours mm-hmm, because definitely. of their muscle mass. So people with more muscle mass will always always look leaner in their off seasons than you. So you're just yep. gonna have to get a little bit softer to get a bit stronger. Get all your lifts up, like just progress every single basic lift you can progress. Um, and that will have you with like a really good basis to start potentially dieting from. Um, but don't diet until you've got all your lifts to a you know a respectable level. Um, you've pushed your food up well, you've pushed your body weight up well, you've spent a little bit of time getting a little bit fluffy and a little bit, you know, soft around the edges, and then go from there. Um yep. But yeah, don't definitely don't try and keep your abs you around or anything like that. Just, totally just focus on getting strong and eating enough progressively to, to whack on some good tissue. Yeah. And, then uh, and I, what I've done as well, well, what I wish I'd done a lot more is let's focus on that fucking scale weight. Yeah, I yeah. I, I wear myself, especially in the circles now, I wear myself like twice a week. Like, yeah. as long as it's going up at a steady rate, I, I don't care if I'm like a pound or two lighter yesterday or a pound or two heavier today. Yeah. As long as it's going up on my averages, which I obviously, I, I always recommend tracking your averages um, and just see if that goes up consistently. And if it is at a good steady rate, brilliant. Like, yeah. it should be your last thought. Focus on, um, like we always say, the internal factors, like how we're feeling, how we're training, what we're looking like. If you start knowing you're getting a little bit podgier, perhaps bring it back a little bit um instead of just focusing what don't let that scale weight determine your day and that's what i used to do all the fucking time um, like if performance is in line with body composition you're good so yeah. if your body composition isn't too sloppy but your performance is going up keep doing what you're doing just keep 100%. doing what you're doing and you just will come out the other end with tissue it's just inevitable it 100%. has to okay. happen um mm. And just relentless patience and consistency to finish off. That's what yeah, you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah that's, um, that's, that's one of the biggest parts for me. Absolutely. Liam asked a really good question. So Liam Bygott, who I had on the podcast, is an Australian bodybuilder. Very yeah. successful bodybuilder as well. I yeah, I watched that one, actually. Yeah. Um, he asked about, do you feel like there's an optimal frequency to be squatting or deadlifting or similar, like lower back loading weekly? So what's your thoughts on this? Like, for, for example... Um, I know you don't deadlift at the moment, but lower back loading for you, what's your sort of general thoughts on like trying to fit in a squat and maybe like an RDL and things like that? What's worked for you in the past? 
so it's all about I get feedback from my training, my recovery. I always find we spoke about this before. People's um, recovery capabilities in regards to lower back loading it's going to be a lot. So there's going to be genetic freak weirdos that be able to squat like three, four times a week and be totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Give that to me, I'll be fucked. Um, so I always kind of ensure that I will kind of lower back load. Um, again, I'll rot- have a rotation of my uh, barbell back squat, but I'll make sure that within my back session or my pulling session, um, I won't be lower back loading within that okay, session. Yeah. Um, and then next rotation, if I'm lower back loading in my pull back session, yeah. I won't be lower back loading in my um, leg session. Yeah. And I found that's worked a lot better because I try to lower back load in every pull session and it would just have ruined my, my lower back for my uh, leg session. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than having a tight back when you're trying to train legs and yeah. you're hobbling about, kind of can't fucking walk. Um, so it's all about feedback, finding what works best for you. Um, try things, trial and error. Um, try it three times a week. Try squatting and deadlifting the same way. If it don't work, you find that you're actually getting injured and you're taking two steps backwards, progress isn't good. Yeah. Change it. Yeah. If it's going really well, uh, just monitor it. Um, if you can do a little bit more, try a little bit more. You do if you can get away with doing a little bit less, do a little bit less. That's my general thought process about it. You? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that sort of um, analysis of how we take on board data. In terms of what I've found with squatting and deadlifting, I've been able to get away with doing both in a week. So in a in a microcycle, I've been able to get away with both, but mm-hmm. I've had to be very cautious with what I do outside of those two lifts. So if I really want to drive up my squat and my deadlift, sometimes I've found that I can get the deadlift in on a pull day, um, but I have found that that does tend to affect preceding movements in terms of just generally feeling pretty beaten up. If I do a deadlift on a pull day, I'd like to see it like just two sets only. That is it. That is what I can get away with and still be able to do my pull movements effectively. Um, I've also tried obviously deadlifting from a sumo variation which is more adductor, hamstring, glute, etc. And maybe not uh, maybe not more hamstring, but definitely more glute, more adductor than a conventional. Um, and slightly yeah. less lower back loading, I've found. Um, I found my lower back just recovers really fine from sumo. So I can pretty much do sumos and squat the next day and be okay. Um, mm-hmm. So sumo-wise, I know that you sumo pull a few times, Liam. I know that I've actually, I've actually seen you sumo pull a lot. I've seen you conventional pull as well. But if you're sumoing, I think you can get in more sumo just because the range, the way the range works with the sumo, you can just get in a little bit more, like without taxing your lower back. Um, the range is less, and you're also in a more upright position usually in a sumo pull. Um, so yeah, I think you can definitely fit in both. Just ha- has to be some degree of f- fatigue management at play, and then thinking about all your other back movements, especially if your lower back you know, is, is something that takes a while to recover and think about doing lower back loading that, you know, just falls on the deadlift day. If you're going to fall, if you're going to do a pull day, so I have like a pull a rotation where you do all your lower back loading in one day. And then the following leg day, that's close to that, maybe do a hack instead of a back squat. And then when you roll up round into uh, pull B and legs B, then pull B could be a, non-lower back loading session and then leg speed could be where you place your back squat so in that rotation setup you're always allowing your lower back to start to recover before you go into into the next one um and then i tend to like like i find that if i deadlift my lower back doms provided i don't get hurt are always 
going to be two days after as opposed to the first day. And I've made actually quite significant progress. Some people may have followed me at that point from actually doing a deadlift on like the day before a squat day, which for some people just wouldn't work at all. But I'm able to somewhat seem to recover from that absolutely fine. Um, and have generally no issues as long as I sort of keep it to those two sets. Um, there's the dog. You want some birds outside? You don't oh, like the birds outside. at the moment. Yeah, oh. they're just sitting in the tree, not giving a fuck about him. He can't do nothing. Yeah. Um, right. No, so I agree. Yeah. should we do one more your end, one more my end, and then we'll wrap uh, up because I'm on fourteen percent battery as yes. well now. Okay. Having got um, charger. Your opinions on fasted cardio and intermittent fasting? Much love, bro. Um, so do, 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 do. intermittent fasting, I, I think is fine in a short time window. So I think that you can fast in between like, so for example, backload or not backload, push your first meal back and be fine. As yeah. long as you get adequate MPS spikes throughout the day after that. So four or five protein feedings, high quality protein after that window. Um, then I think uh, what was the other question? Fasting? Fasted ca- cardio. Oh, fasted cardio. Uh, um, I do yeah, think the fasted cardio combined with some supplements can definitely provide benefit from a fat loss perspective. But fasted cardio negates all its benefits, I think, or most of its benefits, when you don't combine fat loss supplements with that. So mm-hmm. if you do your fasted cardio just fasted, all you're going to see is that you just get it done at a different time of day. You have lower blood sugar at that point in the, in the day as well. So you may see some enhanced lipolysis in terms of fat burning in that window. But I think that you need to combine it with combine the fasted cardio with your himbean to actually start seeing some significant fat loss effects. Um, yeah. So if we look at your, your himbean as a, um, as a tool to um, start to mobilize fatty acids, if we combine that with low blood sugar, that's in that in that moment, that's where we're going to get some benefit. Um, yeah. Also, if you want to increase the benefits of that even more so, you'd add maybe something that can aid the lowering of blood sugar. So you might take your himbine and a GDA before a fasted cardio session and benefit from all of those and then you know actually see some 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 significant changes um that, that can come with that but besides that I don't think that I think the reason why most people do fasted cardio is because they want to diminish the interference effect as great as possible mm-hmm. okay so in like an in, in a phase where they're not doing um, cardio for fat loss so for example for off-season cardiovascular health you want to do it as far away from your weight training as possible so if you do it in the first thing in the morning you train in the afternoon or mid-afternoon or evening you're, you're perfect because you're you're doing it as far away from your training bout as possible so in yeah. terms of affecting recovery or even performance in that session you've you've perfected that process so yeah bottom line is that you know you get your cardio done when you can get it done Second tier to that is the interference effect. Third tier is fat loss supplements and, and fasted cardio. Um, yeah. My, that's my thoughts. What's yours? Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. In regards to the fasting, I still fast on my rest days till like midday. Yeah. Um, and that's just due to, especially in a surf, I like to give my, you know, my gut a little bit of a break. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just little things. I mean, I'm productive in the morning when I have, when I think about eating, it kind of puts me off. You know what I mean? Because I've got to kind I of. I personally eat to... don't eat until about half eight or nine. 
mm. usually most mornings. I wake up at seven every morning. So. Yeah, uh, that, I like to get a, like an hour upon wake, um, kind of wake up because my appetite is never always the greatest first thing when I wake up. No, nah, uh, I don't best... understand how people eat when they get out of bed. Yeah, um, and rest days, I spoke about this in my latest videos. Um, <laughs> on my rest days, especially because I'm, I'm working from home, I have like an open kitchen now where I'm kind of sitting next to the kitchen, yeah. get very food focused. Um, and what I do yeah. is I kind of, it could be a case of me actually going out and doing my work elsewhere, but um, I push back my meals. I eat my first meal about 12 o'clock on a, on a rest day. Um, so I close my window down a little bit shorter so I can not stay as food focused and fit a lot more in a shorter window. Um, yeah. And I find that works for me as well. Um, yeah. I think and, you can do that in prep. No issues, yeah, mate. Absolutely, um, yeah, I totally agree. I wouldn't have an issue with that one at all. I think that that's a, a benefit, but I totally think that you need to stay busy when you're prepping because the food focus will go up. Yeah. And to, to avoid your, your days being full of stress, thinking about when your next meal is and you need to limit stress as much as possible, Definitely. it'll be a case of going out for walks and getting yourself in a coffee shop or something like that just to just to mitigate it. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that answers that for me. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there as we're getting to an hour and my, my battery yeah, might die up. very soon. So, yes, mate. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much for watching. Yes, um, thank you. If you've got any questions for me and George, leave them in the bottom below. And we'll chat to you soon. Yep, we will. Peace out. See you in a bit. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. 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 <laughs>